Emerging contaminants. It's a problem. We know that. But thankfully, Meredith Ayers Feltman is on a quest to find a solution, a quest to experience the breadth and length and height and depth of civil engineering. Auburn Civil Engineering. She says not to call her an overachiever, but the Waltos fellow has already earned her bachelor's and master's from old Uncle Samuel, and now she's at it again. Yep, we're happy to report that you're about to listen to our first ever interview with a doctoral student. And by the end, you'll realize... It's about to be Meredith's world. You and me and Austin and Marcus and Meredith's sister will all just be living in it. Well, I have a wonderful electronic invention I want you to see. It, it looks something like this. Oh. 1.21 gigawatts. What the hell is a gigawatt? <laughs> You're listening to the Hashtag Getting Podcast, brought to you by Auburn University's Samuel Ginn College of Engineering. It is I, Jeremy Anderson, a communications specialist at the College of uh, Engineering. Samuel Ginn College of Engineering is the Office of Communications and Marketing. And uh, you're listening to Hashtag Ginning, the award-winning. I guess we need to specify the award. A little organization called CASE. Maybe you've heard of it. If so, please uh, let us know what it stands for. And uh, we want to run one best uh, online innovation. We're going to call it the best podcast uh, because were, we were the only ones in the thing. Uh, in- innovation, online innovation. And uh, it was expected. But so, not to belabor. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the man who said that is uh, sitting across from me. That's Austin Phillips, the director of the aforementioned Office of Communications and Marketing over here looking dapper as always in a baby powder blue uh, Aye, little that quarter zip yeah quarter zip looking great marcus klutz over here got a drip drip drippy roof today but yeah, uh he is turned up we make <laughs> we all make do and uh, today we are joined by meredith Ayers feltman now meredith we've been talking a little bit about the name Meredith Ayers Feltman sounds more human sciences to me. Meredith Ayers <laughs> sounds very much like somebody who's undergrad, master's, PhD, working on the PhD, our first grad student. I, how did this happen? How did we get 40-something into this? And what this is this, is the number first, 46, 47? We're, yeah, we're going about getting close to a year. And our first grad student. And we have so many good ones. Save the best for first. And that's, <laughs> that's how it feels. Because, yeah. uh, Meredith, thanks a ton for joining us, by the way. Well, I was telling my husband earlier today, I just don't even think you guys know what you're getting into because I am too excited. <laughs> yes. Well, we've only got 20 Dude. minutes. So I, you just I love that, podcasts, so. <laughs> so I just feel like I was born for this. I'm ready. Awesome. <laughs> Good. We may need a third co-host. Who knows? Well, so uh, we, uh, Lauren, uh, down in uh, development, Lauren Winton, she's not really a part of our family, she says communications, <laughs> but uh, we, no, we allow her to part of the things. Fam. She's a, all part of the family. And she just came to us and was saying, oh my gosh, I have a great podcast guest for you, Meredith. You know, she's constantly coming to us. My cousin won an award in school, something <laughs> that kind of stuff, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and uh, you were the first one. We were like, yes, we want her on there because again, undergrad, master's, PhD, working on the PhD in, in civil and uh, when I, I printed out the about me thing on your blog here, mm. and the thing ran out of time, I say we had to re- I we mean, had to replenish the paper. I mean, this is a novel, and uh, you are doing some incredible, incredible things here. And uh, so we just wanted to find out about it. And uh, yeah, I mean, we're talking about. Uh, you know, you're working under uh, Dr. Beckingham. Um, I did some work under Dr. Beckingham in undergrad, undergrad. and so that kind of gave me some exposure to the world of research. But as a graduate student, I work for Dr. Joel Hayworth. 
Emerging contaminants. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Look at you. I'm to No I, wonder you got I, that I, job. I know. This is not my first emerging, day. <laughs> emerging, emerging contaminants. That's yes, it. of course. Yeah. Well, emerging you know, I, the reason I say that, I did some work with Joel. Um, Joel got one of the uh, presidential research awards uh, that were handed out a couple of years ago. And one of those was for his some of his emerging contaminants work at the Gulf. And when we're talking about emerging contaminants... Meredith, you can correct me on all this, um, but we're talking about like just from what's the, in plastics, whatever. I mean, what's in the air, things that you would never imagine that are in our water now and, to emerge. and and then here's the thing is we don't know what those what that's going to do to us. We don't know what that's going to do to us today, tomorrow, 20 years. Um, so the Fluoride work that the, the, water. the work that they're doing, it uh, it's amazing. And again, whenever Joel started going over this stuff with me, I'm like. I wish you hadn't told me that. <laughs> I know you're never going to be able to look at it like, the same way again. I'm not getting in any water anymore. Well, so talk, or drinking it ever again. Well, so and, and Lauren mentioned, yeah, and of course it's buried in here somewhere. Uh, Cayman Islands, Page 26. Yeah. Yes. What's going on so, in the Caymans? So actually, uh, my first trip there was two years ago, um, and it's special to me personally because I got engaged there actually Ooh. in 2018. But to a Mr. Um, Feltman, I believe. <laughs> yes, that's correct. Okay. Um, and so. Actually, he has family that lives there. So my, I have Caymanian in-laws. Cool. Um, <laughs> and so, um, I married into a huge scuba diving family, Ooh. which I was super intimidated by. I was totally happy on the beach, but, um, they said, you know, if, they, if you come on vacation with us, you're going to be alone if you're not diving, which was actually really true. So, How did he propose? Did he propose? um, so actually he, <laughs> I had to, I had to. You know, had to. it would be better for the podcast if I did say that he did propose underwater but he didn't <laughs> no, no it was at no. a, a pier called rum point it's a neat little touristy spot um where there's lots of lights and just a neat little area but um actually this is funny so he proposed on this pier and um i was totally shocked but um at our wedding, I got this ring for him that was like custom made. Mm. And it's a picture of the landscape where he proposed. And when he proposed, he um, there was this like eagle ray that jumped out of the water because Cayman is like a biodiversity hotspot. So there's a lot oh, of you have marine a photo life. of a ray jumping out? So yeah, it's like a little, knee? he uses like, <laughs> so he's not he's not featured in the ring. <laughs> it's just kind of like waves and like kind of like a landscape type of situation. But um, yeah, it was kind of an ordeal. Um, the ring shipped to my house on the day of the wedding. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> a little um, But but it was worth it. So um, it's kind of neat that his ring kind of has a picture of the place for us. So it's special to us, but also really important research wise. There's a. Um, a world-renowned um, research and conservation institution um, that actually my uncle-in-law is affiliated with. So um, it was really just kind of an opportunity where I knew that I could get some connections there for my research work. And um, I took a class in geography at one point with Dr. Christopher Burton, and he said, every graduate student is on their way to their aha moment. And that was super intimidating to me because I'm like, I don't have the creativity <laughs> for an aha moment. But um, he was right. I mean, I was at Thanksgiving with my family and said, like, look, what what are the environmental issues going on in the Cayman Islands? And my uncle said, well, our highest point on the island is a landfill and oh. it is unengineered and unlined and it's been there for decades. 
And so we know that these contaminants that we study, um, a huge source is landfill. So I was like, wow, this is a really interesting research opportunity. And because of all of the ecotourism that takes place, I mean, people love going diving there, seeing the marine life, the turtles, everything. So um, I'm just really excited to continue that work and see where it goes. Were you passionate about this at all, you know, before your time at Auburn? Was this something as a kid at all that you had any interest in? What, what got you interested in STEM and engineering to begin with? Yeah, that's a great question. So I, I'm really happy that you asked. I knew that there was a lot of material that maybe Lauren had mentioned, so I didn't know exactly which way we would go. <laughs> with page <this>. twenty eight. <laughs> um, but I actually I had no idea like what I wanted to do. Um, I have always been pretty studious, but actually my older sister was definitely the more studious one of the two of us. Um, what she had in academic prowess, I felt like I made up for in spunk. Mm, <laughs> and so um, I was never really um, like super. I mean. I did my best in school, but not like overkill about it. Um, yeah, that's, Jer- <laughs> that's Jeremy's <laughs> motto too. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's not overkill. And so actually, um, I I knew that I was pretty good at math and science, and I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I thought engineering is a good starting point. I mean, it just fits my skill set, um, and so. Then I start. I literally just went to Auburn.edu and started looking at the different types of engineering. And what I really liked was that it said like civil engineers have an impact on the well-being of society. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. Like I would love to be a part of something that directly impacts people. And so that's kind of why I chose it. And then I thought, well, I'll dabble in some other career paths and see if I change my major down the road. And actually, I ended up doing the co-op program. um, And I cannot recommend that highly enough just to explore a field, see if it's a fit for your skill set. And so um, once I did the co-op program, I was like, I can see myself as a civil engineer. And so it stuck ever since. Did you know that you were going to go to Auburn? Um, I wasn't sure about it. We grew up Auburn fans. My dad was an Auburn grad um, in electrical. Mm. And so um, I had been to a few games growing up and um, I did my college tour with my sister. So she was older um, and it did feel goody too. She's going to love this. <laughs> so I really I thought the campus was great. And um, I think that Auburn does a great job with their marketing, with their well, engagement. Yeah. Award winning. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thanks for joining us, Meredith. <laughs> Which, by the way, I have to tell you, you have the best podcast voices I think there are. So, yes. look at that. I, I think she's talking about you. She's no, not no, talking about you. No, come on. Don't I do feel like short. I'm in the presence of greatness right well, here. So, <laughs> checks in the we'll mail. See you, see you next week too, uh, yeah. Miss Feltman. Call <laughs> you whatever. Well, I want to hear about this co-op experience. Uh, wh- where did you do your co-op? Um, I worked for the Comfort Group of Alabama. They are a construction subcontractor, so they do HVAC and plumbing systems. So you can say that I was a plumber for a while. If you know, <laughs> do you know Danny Dole? Um, I don't. He's so. our plumber. <laughs> he, he plums over there. Okay. He worked at a plumbing something or other. Yeah, I don't know did, how he did some graphic it. design work for yeah. a company, but it's the when he goes to explain it, it always it starts, like starts out like, well, I'm a plumber. I'm a plumber. <laughs> yeah. So, so what'd you do? So I was actually, it was kind of cool. I was the first female co-op student that they had in that branch of the office. Awesome. Um, and so I always say, you know, the future is bright for women in engineering. Um, <laughs> there's just such a wealth of opportunities. And so um, I was definitely the minority working in 
construction as a female. Um, but my first two semesters were a, a golden opportunity, honestly, because um, they needed a lot of help with their project scheduling and a lot of administrative tasks. And so as a female, I felt like, you know, that's just kind of how or why we're really good at the details and the organization of things. And a lot of the male co-ops they had 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 been really field oriented and had helped out on the job site. So um, it was exciting to kind of like find my niche where I could be utilized well. And um, I was I actually your sister's really good at that, too. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So I um, <laughs> I, I started falling in love with Excel actually during co-op. But um, so I loved teaching my older sister like some tips Ooh. and tri- tricks in Excel, but now she has surpassed me in her oh, never mind. <laughs> Excel capabilities. Yeah. <laughs> there she is excelling again. <laughs> but, um, uh, well, yeah. So you were talking about this. This is this was the thing when you you were uh, twenty one, right? When you're yeah. the Polaris mm-hmm. off road vehicle. See, I looked at this thing. Yeah, I'm, you I'm did. I didn't. <laughs> and uh, I mean, so this this story that you were you're telling here was actually pretty compelling. I mean, you're 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 tomorrow. You're in charge. That's, right. what they, that's what they told. That's what they told you one day. Yes, and so I had <laughs> a similar thing happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> and how did you feel when that? Uh, happened? We're still trying to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, it was pretty interesting because, um, like my, so the way their program, and it might be different now. If there's a co-op listening that works for them, they're like, well, that's not what I'm doing now. But the way it was set up originally was they would have a co-op come in and work in the field for the first semester, kind of learn the basics and then move to the office to more managerial tasks. Um, I think they were a little scared of putting me out in the field as a girl, like for my first semester. So they started me in the office and I was able to learn a bunch. And um, they actually put me in charge of managing the other co-ops for my second semester. So that was a great opportunity as well to kind of like hone in some management skills. But um, my third semester was the one where I ended up working on a job site. And so I had kind of, I had had an easy road until then. And then now all of a sudden I'm in my construction boots working in a job site trailer. Like, how did I get here? (laughs) And so it was, it was a little bit, um, it was scary at first. I didn't know how I'd be received um, because a lot of construction workers, they haven't had the opportunity to go to college and get an education. And there's also um, some entitlement, I think, that comes with some managers. They feel like they have this degree, they can waltz on a job site and kind of know what's best. And um, the workers don't receive that well at all. So um the superintendent for the project that I worked for, um, he always used to say, if you had lined up 100 co-ops, you would have been my last pick. Oh. <laughs> um, he used to call me princess. Because <laughs> he just thought I was, you know, I wasn't going to be like compatible with the co or with the construction workers and all of that. But um he and I developed a great friendship, and so he was always putting me in charge of everything. <laughs> um, and so... Um, What I learned from that experience is no matter how daunting the task, and even if you feel like you cannot relate to the people you're working with, (laughs) respect and kindness goes so far. I mean, (laughs) when you treat other people with kindness and respect, it's amazing how... I swear I've tried. (laughs) I know. Could you please come talk to the staff here? (laughs) I need your help. Uh, What does the name Walt Waltos mean to you? It means a lot. Did you see my paper on that as well, or did oh, she? Of course, that? I did. <laughs> um, You're a Waltos uh, fellow. I correct? am, yes, That's and I also that. our research lab is in the Waltos building. So, 
Um, yeah, I'm have just, you had the pleasure of meeting Walt and Ginger? I have, yes. So every, I think every semester they come and do like a luncheon with some of the fellows. So I was a part of that maybe last year or the year before. But, um, and I guess while I'm on air and I have the opportunity, if you are an undergraduate student or a graduate student, go for it and apply for as many scholarships as you can because it's, I mean, Auburn's a great place to be. There's so many generous donors. And so it's always worth, worth it just to try. And so, um, I had, um, the, the great privilege of receiving several scholarships in undergrad, but I think, um, uh, Mr. Waltos, his commitment to getting to know the students that he like provides opportunities to is really unprecedented in my experience at Auburn. So obviously, any form of support is so appreciated as a student, but um, to have him take such a personal interest in our research and our work and what we do has been really amazing to me. That that fellowship tangibly, what does that do for you? How, how does that affect your life and affect your research and affect your studies and affect your goals? What does that do for you? Yeah. So honestly, the biggest thing is it just takes a lot of stress off because a lot of people joke that graduate school is kind of like indentured servitude. <laughs> you know, the pay <laughs> isn't great. To that. <laughs> the pay isn't great. The work is hard. It's long hours. It can be monotonous. Um, but then I have some friends that they go from school and lab work to then working a second job, just trying to pay the bills. And so not having that financial burden of having another job, having that on my mind, I think has enabled me to really put a lot of free creative thought into my research. Um, and my, um, so I mentioned that my advisor is Dr. Joel Hayworth. Um, he has a full-time research scientist. Um, I think that you've met, um, emerging contaminants. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Um, Jeremy, that's correct. Mm -hmm. And so, um, Dr. Vanistri Mula Bagal, Mm -hmm. um, we call her Dr. Vani, but she, um, she is really hands-on with us in the lab. And she has so many wise words to share just about how there's always like so much to do in a day, but the work that we do is very important and we have to be very focused when we process the samples. It's easy to make mistakes when you're doing the same thing over and over, but just not having that financial burden, being working in an immaculate facility, you know, um, it's it really takes the edge off of like the long hours and um, constant pipetting of environmental samples. Um, just having the luxury of working in such a great facility and um, having more than enough as far as food and you know expenses and all of that. So it's well, you know, uh, Walt was on the uh, podcast as yeah. well. So y'all have something in common, to learn. Yeah. and he used that episode to come out from uh, his sister's shadow as well, <laughs> finally. So that's something y'all have in common. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, Walt and Ginger are two of the most generous. Uh, we always say, there's the old saying, an Auburn man, you know, they, they are the most generous Auburn people that I've probably ever met. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is inspiring to see how much he does care. It's mm-hmm. not a, okay, here I'm making a donation to the university to better the university for whatever reason. Uh, I mean, he cares. You know, when we when we talk about um, 
getting him some information about his fellows uh, and what the work they're doing. I mean, you see his face light up as he's looking through these things and mm-hmm. seeing that. So this is amazing. And also, I know this won't we won't promote this episode really till Monday, but mm-hmm. this is Engineers Week. Mm. Uh, today, Thursday, that we're actually uh, doing this is introduce a girl to engineering. Oh, wow. Day. Welcome to engineers. Thank so, you. Appreciate so, it. So, <laughs> you know, your your testimony here, your story here, uh, I, I hope there is some young girl out there listening to that. Yeah, that, that I really can see hope that. so, too. Um, I will say, too, just on, as we kind of diverge from the topic of Mr. Waltos, I did want to mention beyond just like the generosity that he shows, I think that it's so important that people have someone that believe in their potential to make a positive impact. And I mean, obviously, like my mom, she, you know, we all have someone that supports us and believes in us. But when you have a man like Mr. Waltos, who has made such significant contributions to the field of engineering, and then of all the applicants, he chooses you like that really like it inspires you and kind of gives you that boost of confidence. So um, if you don't have someone that's mentoring you or um, kind of like seeing that potential in you, (laughs) um, we're going to find you somebody. (laughs) It really is so impactful and it goes a long way. So um, yeah, I would love to introduce a girl to engineering today maybe i'll awesome. <laughs> have the opportunity where are you from originally we we neglected to ask that we always do where are you from huntsville alabama where did you go to high school grissom thanks so much meredith this yeah. has been great i hope i hope it's been good for you your, your dream come true with the podcast you're a fan yes you listen to them and actually. if you ever need another host yeah. I, I, I will send my resume you may have just signed up for something <laughs> that you don't wish you should have done Thanks a ton. This Thanks, has been man. great. Thanks War for Eagle. having me. War Eagle. War Eagle.